Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC, and welcome to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Isle of Hills, with Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening free to the first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either A. April, either Apple, <laughs> April, or become a Patreon, all the W's dot, patreon.com forward slash SRB media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join the group that is just under 3,000 strong. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Fluff me lines, mate. Have you ever done that? Many a time. <laughs> Where are you? You sound as though you're um, you're in a factory, TC. I'm in a factory. I'm in my kitchen. Oh, you're in your it's... kitchen. You're sounding you're sounding quite echoey, and there seems to be a lot going on around you. Them boys behaving themselves. How's that? That's fantastic. Talking yeah. about how's that? What a terrible start for England in the West Indies. I'm not a cricket fan. No, I know you're not. I, I, I am. I'm the last person you need to be asking about cricket. So. When you look at it, I mean, I've not seen it, So, but when you look at it, uh, when you look at the results, it doesn't seem that two minutes when they're in Australia and everybody was saying the same thing yeah. then. There is something wrong with uh, our coaching yep. or the system, whatever it is, whether it's rugby, football, mm-hmm. yes, we've won a World Cup at Rugby Union, but for some unknown reason, I mean, Australia, I mean, it's a bigger country, but uh, a smaller population, yep. yet produce... Uh, world-class rugby players compared to... I mean, I'm not saying we don't produce good good top rugby players and some world-class players, yeah. but we don't produce enough like the rest of the world uh, in their sport. So something radically wrong, and I've always said it. I mean, I can't really talk about cricket and rugby because I've never really been uh, involved yeah. in it. To Other be, than that, you know, to, something not right. To be fair, apart from the batters can't bat, the bowlers can't bowl, and the fielding isn't very good. England are doing okay, <laughs> but there you go. And we've got to say, while we're just on the cricket uh, thread, um, sad news about the passing of Shane Warne, age 52. What an absolute legend. I mean, what he couldn't do with the ball wasn't worth doing. And I was listening and watching uh, on Sky that tribute, uh, Warne in a Million. Uh, seemed a fantastic fellow. The people that knew him spoke of him so highly. And uh, Shane used to say before an Aussie uh, test series, he'd always invented another bowl, but in fact he hadn't. He was just playing mind games with the England batsmen. And and while we're talking about rest in peace, uh, Franco Farrell and we lost uh, Gordon Lee today as Gordon well. Lee, yeah, so yeah. so very sad. And Rodney Marsh as well. Yeah, Rod Marsh, the cricket, the so, great Australian uh, wicketkeeper, yeah, who did an awful lot for the England's academy. Yeah, when you look at uh, Shane Warne, you know, he's got to be in the top one, hasn't he? You yeah, know, definitely. Uh, absolutely world, world, world class um, cricketer, spin bowler. Mm. Absolutely. Devastating news when you look at him because it, it, his life and soul have a part in He wants to live his life. Yeah. 
Uh, and he got that charisma about him, like all great sports uh, people yeah. or sports person, you know, sports personalities. Mm. You know, yeah. they have that aura about them, don't they? And he, he attracted a lot of attention when he was playing cricket. It's a sad day, um, and I hope it's I hope it's not what uh, the people talked about, but it's been a massive heart attack. So let's mm. uh, see, let's see what really happens from it uh, happens from it all. But it's a sad news. Absolutely, he did did live life in the fast lane, bless him, and and bold in the same manner. He was the most fiercest of of opponents, and uh, he actually made spin bowling absolutely cool. And uh, as I say, uh, God rest him, and and Gordon Lee and uh, Frank O'Farrell. Uh, Magic moments, TC. What have you sourced for us this week? I think we might have a snap here. Well, we won't because. I will never pinch yours. And listen, <laughs> I think you may go with the Derby thing, but mm. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. I mean, the boy, uh, the ex-Man United player, Rav, not Greenwood, Rav, Rav Morrison. Rav Morrison. Mm. You know, if if he'd have put his mind and got his mindset to be one of the world great players, I think he would have been. Yeah. I mean, you've seen glimpses of it, but Rooney's got the best out of him. So. I'm not going to go with that because obviously you put it up. Absolutely sublime, unbelievable. Three parts of it to, to your magic moment in, in that one incident. Mm. You know, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Odegaard, is it? The Arsenal lad. Yeah, what a goal that was he, as well. When he, when he, he's got it, flipped it, back heeled it. Oh, great touch, wasn't it? Uh, played it through to uh, Saka. Yeah. Gets the byline. That's what I like to see the wide men do. Get the byline. Mm. You've got three or four options. What does he do? He pulls it back. Everybody's running towards the goal. And when I say everybody, you've got the Arsenal midfield players and defend uh, forwards attacking, going towards the uh, Watford goal. The Watford defend, defenders having to turn and go back towards their goal. So for me, that was absolutely a, a piece of unbelievable magic. Um <sighs> The one, the player at Aston Villa, what it's, it's a ball outside of his foot. Yeah, Callum Chambers, yeah. What's a Franz Beckenbauer-esque, wasn't it? Unbelievable. But mm-hmm. the pull-down and everything else, there's been, there's been that much. And on top of that, you know, Harry Kane did play well last yep. night, but that song yep. was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, he never stops running. He's got technical ability. He's got a football brain. You know, he's been a massive plus for Tottenham over these four or five years they've had him. But what a funny team Tottenham are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You this... know, beat Man City, get beat by Burnley, go yeah. and beat somebody else, go and get beat by on penalties, uh, Middlesbrough, FA Cup, and then win last night 5 0. You know, and having said that, Everton looked shocking, but that's for another time. Absolutely. We are going to talk about Everton um, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, my magic moments, yeah, uh, without a doubt, Ravel Morrison. I thought, for me, that wasn't just goal of the week. It was it was goal of the season. And I think one of the, one, one of the greatest goals that I've ever seen. And, and you've got to take your hats off to Wayne Rooney, the way that he's got Derby County playing football. They pack Pride Park. They look every inch a mid-table team, which they would be had they not had 21 points deducted. And I've Having said pulled... that, can I just interrupt you there? Of course you can. Yes, they do look at a mid-table team and they are playing terrific football. Yeah. But if they wouldn't have had those 26 points, they may not have been in the position 
26 points that they lost, was it? Yeah, lost 21. 21, 21. points and deducted, yeah. Right. Uh, they may not have been in uh, the position that they're in now, money-wise. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. By, you know, and mm. they might, they might, you might have had money to get off, bring better players in uh, in the transfer window. 100%. But I, uh, for me, this will be the biggest achievement I've ever seen. If he keep, keeps his up, this, and I'm, you can all laugh at it, it like anything else. I played with Brian Guffey, absolutely master. Guardiola is one of But to do that, if he keeps this up and having two sets of points deducted mm. and put a team together that no, a lot of players, a lot of people didn't want, unbelievable achievement. And the football to play on top of it. Brilliant way, Rooney. I admire you so much. It's untrue. Absolutely. You know, they've had 21 points deducted. So they're on 24 points at the moment. They would have had 45 points and that would put them uh, just above Stoke City in mid-table. And and you're right, they've been playing from a position of catch-up. They've had to get rid of some of the players as well during the season. So he's had his hands tied behind his back. He's had his legs tied together. They've played some fantastic football. They would be playing from a different standpoint had they not had the points deducted. And you could argue that Derby County would be looking to get into the playoff positions had things been different and not had the points deducted. They would also have possibly had new owners by now um, had things been a little bit different. But hats off to Wayne. It is against all the odds. And I think you're absolutely spot on. It'd be one of the greatest achievements. Superb, I agree with everything what you've just mm. said. You've analysed it absolutely superbly. But the biggest thing is getting the what it twelve points they got knocked off in first place. Yeah, some lot of that wasn't it? Yeah, and then and yeah, then, then they had nine. Yeah, to, to do really well and then get, you know, it's like an anchor being put round the neck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they didn't get the heads down. Rudy didn't get his head down. No, 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 the not fans, at all. The fans have backed him. Absolutely, uh, you know, it's unbelievable, and I admire all concerned the players. Uh, Rooney for having the guts to go and uh, carry on because a lot of managers would have packed in. Fans, mm. what's come, packed the ground and got behind him, and I, sir, I would certainly would applaud him. Absolutely, a former a former club of yours as well, TC. Um, yeah. But if we're looking at the other two that are in the drop zone with Derby at the moment, Peterborough, had they have had 21 points deducted, uh, would be on uh, no points because they've got 21 points. Barnsley would be on two points. And the team immediately above Derby County, Reading, would be on eight points. So, you know, when you're, when you're looking at the type of... Of, of teams and the, the, the form that Derby County have produced throughout their um, 30... Was it 30... Well, I mean, even with the glasses, TC, my eyes aren't that good. 36 games, it looks as though they've played this season. So they've got 10 games left. They have produced superb form and far greater than anything in the bottom six. And if that continues, I fully expect Derby County to get out of the predicament that they're currently in. But again, let's go back to that goal. The first goal from Morrison was brilliant. 
second goal was just sublime. My other magic moments, I've got to, you did reference Aston Villa and Callum Chambers. I watched uh, Callum, I look, when I get to the games early, I like to look at the players having a knockabout before the game. And I said this to Tom, I looked at this fella passing the ball, controlling the ball, receiving the ball, and looked at his balance on the ball. And I thought, who's this centre-forward that Villa have brought with Blondair? And then the penny dropped. I thought, blind, that's Callum Chambers. He looks as though he is a player. I was very impressed with, with him. And it does look as though he's going to be uh, one for Aston Villa. But the guy that really is pulling all the strings, the magician um, with the number 23 on his shirt that Steven Gerrard always calls Phil, <laughs> is uh, Coutinho. I mean, but what, what I was gonna a say... player. What I was going to say to you when you were when you were summing that up, I was going to say two things. First and foremost, I'll take if I become a manager, I'll take you because that's what I'm looking for in players. Absolutely. How you how you describe a player. Yeah. But I was just going to say, but you you brought it up. What what a signing that has turned out. I mean, he's had he's had two or three seasons now since he's gone to Barcelona, where for some unknown reason, yet he's come back to a, one of the most difficult, if not the difficult league in the world. Yep. Producing the football he's producing, and he has made a massive difference to Villa's style of play. At Coutinho, yeah. sorry for interrupting you. No, he, I mean, he is a magician. I've been down there and, and watched him a couple of times uh, this season. I watched Coutinho play against Leeds United, and I thought that first half he was absolutely sublime. With every game, he's getting more into the way that um, and the form that he's produced previously with Liverpool. Yeah, you're right. When he was at Barcelona, it just didn't happen for the kid for whatever reason. But he does look an absolute world-class performer. And Steven Gerrard said, you know, no disrespect to any other player on the pitch, but Phil was a step ahead. And he is a step ahead. And I hope that Villa do keep him. And Danny Ings and, and Ollie Watkins are forming a great partnership up there. I do like, although I'm a Birmingham City supporter, I do like to watch Villa and lots of my family are Villa and I go down there if Tom's got a spare ticket and I, and I stand there in the lower alt and watch Villa it's a fantastic club, fantastic ground superb supporters, they all know I'm a Blues fan but I've got respect and admiration for Villa you, and for what Stephen's doing for football in general, absolutely 100%. that's what you have and that's, I think people should look at that so yeah. well I'm going to be, yeah Gabby's a big Birmingham fan hmm. but you know yes people will turn around and say well how can you, how can you, how can you uh, like Villa when you're a yeah. it's, that's irrelevant I'm a football fan I'm a Wednesday fan but when anybody mm. beats us and plays better than us I'm yeah. first to hold my hands up and say wow what a, what a great performance that is whoever it is Absolutely, Tiso. Absolutely. And and I loved Ali Watkins' turn and, and goal and assist from Danny Ings. They do look as though they're, they're forming a partnership. And, and it does take time. And I've always said this to Tom. What Villa need are time. They need time for the players to bed in, to gel, bring in another couple of quality players. And Villa will be all right next season. They should be looking next season in the uh, at least top eight, top six and, and, and above that. Because that's, that's, for me, is where this current Aston Villa team belong and what Gerard, for me what Gerard will not do yeah. is fetch five six seven players in a no not at all no he'll keep yeah absolutely quality yeah uh, to keep improving the team to keep taking it on to the next next level yeah you can see that you can you can see that there's a bit I mean it's now like Dean Smith I really 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We do like these men, but there's a different, different mm. performance in these, in these Villa players under uh, Gerard. But you've always said and maintained this, TC, on every podcast that we've done, you need an elite manager because the elite manager attracts them elite players and it gets the performances out of them. And Dean Smith, I like Dean Smith. I think he's a, a lovely fella. I've been in his company a couple of times and he got time for everybody. I like that in a person. I like him as a manager. But... Steven Gerrard has just took Villa on to that next level. And I've got to say, my me, me last magic moment, I've got to bring it up, is Manchester City's performance against United, particularly in that second half. City were phenomenal. I was talking to one of my customers today. He was a Man United fan. He's from Salford. He's a mank. And he said, what did you think about the game? And I said, it was embarrassing the second half. It was almost as though United needed to somebody's to throw a ball onto Man United and say, well, you can play with that because you've got no chance of getting that off City. Well, you know, I look at football and yes, I keep telling you, but there isn't enough league managers, so mm. it is difficult for lots of them. Yeah. But this is what baffles me. And I'm not praising you. Well, I am going to praise you. If I didn't think you were right, I'd say, Gabby, you're talking shit. Yeah. And I, and, but don't take that the wrong way because that's how I talk. It's Absolutely. just not, Horrible, you know. When you summed up uh, Callum Chamber, you summed it up that I would have signed that player. Quality on the ball, his touch is good. Mm. He's doing this, he's doing that, he's doing that. That's what I look at. Yeah. You've got to be able to get around the pitch. There's two ways to get around the pitch. You either got to be fit, or you've got to have a football brain. Get what gets you into a position that stops the problem before it starts. And what we don't have in the country is enough quality coaches. And I don't because what the thing. Uh, I'm knocking it. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, you don't think outside the box. Yeah. Your coaching ways has been the same since I was playing. All right. It's either one way or the other. It's either a long ball up and at it, win the second ball, or it's channel ball to get him turned to pin him into a corner. And listen, Howard Kendall didn't do it, and uh, Brian Club didn't do it, play that way. Yeah, they won everything uh, in Europe, did mm. Forest, and Everton won their. Uh, European adventures, but but they could play the European Cup because of the Isle disaster. Absolutely. We don't know whether they, we don't know whether they won the European Cup or not, but they, they would have had a good chance to yeah, win it. You know, so we, there's, there's a lot of it. There's, there's a lot of it, and I'm not against anybody what not played football. Mm. But what happened is it's baffling to see these players, what's been top top players, fail as managers. You know, so there's that many poor players come through the system, right? So when they go to manage certain these clubs. They can't hack it because a lot of players 
aren't particularly good uh, understanding the game, or the control is not good enough, and the crossing is not good enough. So they get frustrated because it was easy for them. Yeah. But there's something wrong with our system, and until we improve our coaching or our culture, then we're always going to settle. And I'm not wrong because yeah. why is there so many continental managers or foreign managers, whatever you want to, however you want to put it, in the Premier League? And what I said 42 years ago, there'd be Premier, uh, there'd be foreign coaches, more foreign coaches and more players than English coaches. And am I right again? Absolutely, so you say you're absolutely spot on. And and how brilliant a job! And and again. Another manager, coach, that you've always spoke very highly of. You wanted Sheffield Wednesday to have him as, as your manager. Uh, Mikel Arteta, I mean, it looks as though Arsenal are going to finish up uh, fourth place in, in, the, uh, in the Premier League. Arteta has done an absolute fabulous job. And again, he's had his problems and he's only a young manager. But he's got Arsenal playing great football. He's blooding the kids. He's he wants players that technically are good on the ball, pass the ball, movement, and things are looking really good for Arsenal. And I've always thought that you know if I was running a football club, um, and I've never played the game at the high level that that you have or that Alas or or other players that that I've done podcasts with, I would have you guys being in and around that football club and managing it. Because you understand well, football. I Man United have other... got too many player would... people that know nothing about football. I wouldn't do any other job in a football club, only manager. Mm. I've been asked a few times to be, uh, you know, scouts to fetch players in. No, I want you in a bigger, bigger role than that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to make decisions on the on team affairs. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what I want. Yeah. I know I want to play. I know I want to play with the tempo. Mm. Uh, I know what type of player I want in. Yeah, uh, and I know I want to attack, but mm. I do know one thing. I'm not stupid enough to understand mm. that if you're going to attack, you've got to have quality defenders. Absolutely, that's what City do, right? Yeah, everybody, everybody does uh, defends and over defends. And what I mean by over defends, they get everybody in and around the ball. Yes, it, it makes it difficult for the opposition to break down. Mm. But what happens when you counterattack? Exactly. You soon lose the ball because you, all you're doing is cleaving the ball. Exactly. You know, so no, I wouldn't work. I wouldn't work any other position than the manager of a football club, and and I'd only do it if mm. it was. I would. I we have been clever to a, an owner or a chairman. They asked me, said to me, "Do I want to manage this football club?" Yes, I'll manage it on one condition. I pick the team, and I want the players to come in what I think is right for us. Absolutely. If I don't see mm. them. Well, but sack me, sack me. Mm. And, and, and this is a minute. problem, TC. There's too many people that own clubs that haven't got football people in and around and, and manage the clubs. It, it, it's, it's baffling, but it I isn't like, surprising that some of the clubs are in the shit that they're in. I think they've got football people in and around the clubs. I don't think they've got the right people. Mm. I went up to someone turned around and said that's wrong. Absolutely, yeah. I've told you before, mm. these when I was coaching in academy, tell me, what do you think of this player there? Not, he's not, he's not up to it. Mm. And uh, he, the, the academy manager, like, I said, what do you want me to do? Just agree with him. Yeah. So when he come to me, so what do you think to him? Not, not make it. Mm. Can everyone what they've asked me, they haven't made it. They've, they've finished up releasing. Yeah. Down the line. 
But what they do in the academy is Gabby. It might be your kid. So you're lucky. The, 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 it's your kid they like. So all the emphasis is going on that on your kid. Absolutely. Best of it, just yeah. there to make the team up. Yeah. I've learned that. Yeah. I can see why the listen. It's frightening why we why we don't produce it. People are going to say yeah. to me, "Well, what about the players we've got now? Mm. With the players we've got now have all been produced by foreign coaches and foreign managers." Mm. Yeah, they would just want to put all their eggs open into one basket. Eyes. I know I've seen it so many open times. Open your eyes and be honest to yourself. If yeah. you're honest to yourself, then you'll be honest to players. Absolutely, TC. Uh, strange but true, and I want to uh, I want to give a mention to uh, to the book. I've actually just connected with the fellow that wrote the book, Tony Matthews, currently living in Spain. Football oddities, curious facts, coincidences, stranger than fiction stories from the world of football. Tony wrote this a few years ago, and all my little factoids, my fantastic facts, come out of this book. So I have connected with him and uh, told him what a magnificent read it is, and uh, the latest. One, strange but true from the football oddities book by tony uh, tony matthews is center forward freddie roberts scored 96 goals for glen Turin in the 1930-1931 season and tony is an albion fan and i picked out uh, an albion fact ronnie allen of port vale West Bromwich Albion and crystal palace is the only player to have scored in the league and or FA Cup in 20 consecutive post-Second World War seasons from 1945 to 46 to 1964 to 65. What a record. The great Ronnie Allen. A great achievement. That is a great run. Unbelievable, Jeff. I mean, 20, 20 seasons. I mean, you're lucky if you get 10, 15 you know, at the top, and Ronnie played pretty much most of his uh, time at the top. But uh, 20 seasons and scoring a goal in every one is just incredible. And I was watching the game today, uh, West Bromwich Albion versus Homved, the club game of the century that was played in Brussels, where Homved beat Albion 5-3, but Albion threw Johnny Nichols and... Uh, Ronnie Allen were 3-1 up at the time before Seaboard um, and then Kotsic scored the goals to uh, for the Hungarians to run out winners 5-3. So it wasn't just Wolverhampton Wanderers that played them um, uh, in 1954, but West Bromwich Albion did as well. And 54, of course, was the year that the Albion won the, uh, the FA Cup. I think they come second in the league to Wolverhampton Wanderers. So the black country was the hotbed of football. In uh, it was the epicenter of football back in the uh, mid 50s, as was Manchester. How many FA Cups have they won, uh, Albion? I know the one in seven, I do know that they they certainly won it in 68 when Jeff scored. Yeah, 68 was it? 68 when Jeff scored against Everton. They yeah. definitely won it. They beat Preston North End 3 uh, 2 in 1954. Not being an Albion fan, I've got an idea the Albion have. Oh, they did. They beat Birmingham City in 1931. They beat my team. And when Jeremy Peace was the chairman of West Bromwich Albion, I'd done a, an, an interview with Jeremy and he kindly invited me up to the boardroom at West Bromwich Albion. And I think it was W.R. Richardson that scored the winning goal and they he got the boot that scored the winning goal of Richardson and said, yeah, Gabby, have a look at that. That's the boot that scored the winning goal against you. Like, Thanks, Jeremy. But what a lovely Please. fella. He didn't do many interviews, but he, he did do one for me. 
But uh, yeah, great man, Jeremy Peace, West Bromwich Albion. Like yourself, TC, I've always had a soft spot for West Bromwich Albion. Well, I, I, I've told you before when I mm-hmm. played football, those nice, that's some great players. Yeah. Stay Barnes, uh, and I know they got Barnes and Owen from from um, Manchester City. Mm. Little uh, Anderson, little Willie Anderson, Civil Region. Willie Johnston. Johnston, Willie Johnston, sorry. Willie, yeah. Welcome to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie Johnson, Brendan Batson, uh, Brown before then. Yeah, Bummer. Len Cantello. Yeah. Oh, they produced some absolutely fantastic players as uh, West Brom. And always, always, they were a great team to watch. Always a great team to watch. And I've always, as a kid, liked the name West Bromwich Albion. Oh. There was just something about the baggies. Um, that I've always liked. And uh, leading us on now uh, to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com, I'm doing my latest, well, our latest Book Corner podcast with uh, with Andy from uh, myfootballbooks.com uh, the week uh, on Friday. So it'll be coming out uh, Monday or Tuesday. I uh, caught up with uh, Gary Thacker, who's wrote um, Out the Blue about Chelsea winning the uh, Champions League in the season 2011-12, also won the FA Cup. So that's going to be part of the podcast and the standalone podcast as well. But his, uh, Andy's choice this week is Black Football's Black Pioneers. And I had the pleasure of talking to Bill Hearn and making a podcast with Bill about the book that he, he co-wrote with uh, David Gleave. Uh, Bill's a Sunderland fan and David supports Crystal Palace and it just highlights all the football, the 92 football clubs in this country, the first black player. And on this day, the 8th of March, 1956, the King of the Albion, Laurie Cunningham was born, who was the first player, first black player to play for West Bromwich Albion. And there's also a book, Different Class, which is what Laurie was, uh, by Dermot uh, Kavanagh. Sorry? Didn't they sign him from Orient? Yes, they did, yeah. Yeah, they oh. bought John Chidozi, hadn't they? In um, yeah. Kitch, it was round about the time that Kitch was playing there because Kitch played with Chidozi, but um, oh. Laurie had already gone to West Bromwich Albion. But what a class player. I remember Big Run telling me about Laurie and, and they went to uh, Wembley to watch him play for England and he says, Laurie, you don't play like that for me. Why did you play like that for England? And he said that's how the boss wanted me to play. But Ron always said Laurie could run in snow and not leave any uh, prints in, in the snow. I'm telling you that you're only you're only allowed to play how the manager wants you to play. Absolutely. Certain players, and there's very far few between. Yep. Tuffy let me go and play football. Mm. Right. He never let it, with Martin. He wanted Martin doing a specific job. Yeah. Robbo play football, right? But there's a lot of. I mean, Jack wouldn't let me play football. He no. wanted me to do a specific job. Mm. You know, uh, which I found frustrating and and um, de- detrimental to my ability. But you know, it, it causes you problems as players because people think that you you know you're a triple causer, and yeah. a lot of them are not. Are not. I mean, why would you waste Tony Curry, Alan Hudson, Charlie George, Stamble? Why would you waste that ability? I've no idea. I keep asking myself the same question. I don't know. They want to play football. Yeah. Right? But it's the manager, you know, what's what's to blame them if something goes wrong? Mm. You cannot win every game. 
and all we've had for years and years and years is get your sleeve rolled up and let's get stuck in and let's to listen to the rest of this podcast please go to www.patreon.com forward slash srb media or just follow the links in the description thank you when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.